Welcome to Sounding Board. There are certain days on Twitter that are pure joy. In in the last ten years that I've been on it, my, ten years. It's really been that long. It's been yeah. It's been like uh, eleven years, I think. Okay. Um, so Trump being elected, the Brexit. These are your high high points. And today, it's been pure joy. All the Remainers. And the revokers have been going nuts. They've been melting down. I mean, I imagine it's going to get better in a couple of hours' time. And the likes of AC Grayling have had a few scotches and uh, a little so, bit worse for So wear. we're recording this on the 28th of August. Uh, it's about quarter to nine in the evening. And this is the day that uh, Boris Johnson decided to end the parliamentary session. Pro-rogue parliament. No, and this is the point, isn't it? Is that even the media today, it's all just progression, progression, progression. It's not, there's going to be a new Queen's speech. Not, they get to that later. They just use this word that, again, has been attached and associated to all things Brexit and bad. Proroguing parliament. Or even, they'll use them suspending parliament, shutting it down, locking the doors. <laughs> all, of, all, of these, all of these phrases. Uh, but it was leaked first thing this morning, wasn't it? Or announced or something. Um, I'm sure there was, it, it wasn't. It wasn't announced until later, but there were, there were these rumours. There was a rumour early on. Hey, he's going to do it today. He's going to do it today, uh, and then uh, and then he did. So going, just going back a, a few weeks as well, on the 16th of July, I believe we recorded an yeah, ad it's a bit over a month ago an ad hoc podcast where you just had this kind of thought in your brain about what May could have done. Yeah, uh, what the Remainers could have done. To at least take some of the wind out of Boris's sails. Yes, this wasn't. This. Let's be clear. This wasn't because I'm particularly on that side. It's just I, I, the intellectual exercise of, of thinking about the politics of it. Um, it felt like something that hadn't been covered by another politician or pundit. Uh, and this was the concept that if that Theresa May, while she was still prime minister, um, you know, before the handover, she should have ended the parliamentary session triggered the new one, done the handover, and then it's like, there you go, Boris, Queen's speech, over to you. And if, you if you're not ready, you're not ready. That's, that's, that's up to you. But I've, I've started this process two or three weeks, but this is two or three weeks, two months ago, well, I mean, a month, month or so ago, uh, which means that then if he did it again now, it would look really stupid. Having an ending a parliamentary session after a month and then starting it again, that smacks of politics, doesn't it? And Whereas now, it's the end of a 400-odd-day session of Parliament. Well, yeah, so it's, it's the longest parliamentary session since the Civil War, so yeah. ridiculous, isn't it? And, and the, point, the point I wanted to make um, is that so lots of the things that we predicted have, have come true. All the things that he's In saying... In that podcast. Well, yeah, all, all the things that he's saying... Certainly everything he said, yes. Uh, you know, all, all the things that we expected. And, and I, this isn't... We're not sages. This isn't... I'm, I'm not trying to... You know, trying to claim that I'm Nostradamus or anything. I, it's just, no, or well, were these political geniuses? Just why didn't they think of this? If a couple of ordinary blokes like us can 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 think this through, why can't they? Why can why couldn't someone in Theresa May's cabinet or well, one who's, of her spats? Who's, who's are they all morons? Well, well, quite. And I mean, rhetorical question. <laughs> yeah, but um, Philip Hammond, okay, um, prominent, you know, Remainist, uh, and someone someone supposedly implementing the result of the referendum but actually at the heart of efforts to try and water it down stop it you know whatever and he, I mean he was effectively deputy PM anyway wasn't yeah, he really? basically number two um, Chancellor Exchequer holding all the money so holding basically all the cards um, now doing in his eyes you know whatever it takes to stop it 
th- this should have been something they thought of. And bearing in mind that that as a government, yeah, I'm talking about Theresa May's government here. As a government, they let all this stuff happen to to Brexit. They let the bills pass uh, for extending Article 15, all all of these things. Um, I, I remember, and again, this, the, the, I think we said this, the term prorogation was, some, was, was a term we hadn't heard of. Um, and it's a, it, it's a normal, not every day, but it happens at the end of every parliamentary session, etc., etc. Uh, but it was something I'd first heard Jacob Rees-Mogg say as a, as a method of cutting them off at the knees. The, uh, the Cooper Bowles let win kind of group. All the stuff that's been half done, that just gets... Yep. That's it just it. gets just gets, clean. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just gets stopped, um, and uh, and then nothing has any bearing on on the next session, unless obviously it's law, which you know, which 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 brings me to one of the first of these stupid. I mean, you, again, you must you must have seen and heard this so many times now, whether it's radio, television, or an article or whatever on Twitter, and it's this concept that the MP, the members of the House of Commons didn't vote for a no-deal Brexit. That's one of the first things Oh, they... yes, they did. I, I, exactly. And I Over, think, Overwhelmingly. Yeah. I don't think uh, pundits in the media, I, I just don't think anyone holds them to task. Well, this is, so this is, this is why I, I hate the, the, you know, the media at the moment. Yeah. Um, because... They're just as bad, as, aren't they? As soon as, as, soon as they have an M, a, a Remainer MP... Um, you know, on on a show or a radio show or a podcast, they should be asking them. Well, you know, hang on, did you not know what you were voting for? That's the point, isn't it? Was what it did you think was going to happen? Was it too complicated for you? Did you did you actually read the bill? Did you question it? Did you get given advice on it? Well, I, I remember at the time, you know, kind of reading about it, and people were saying, "Hang on, if this gets through, no deal is a default." Yeah. So we, you know, it was it was good news as far as, as far. I remember people were like raising, we were joking about raising Gina a Miller. toast to Gina Miller, yes. saying that she was the Brexit saviour. All this, all this kind of thing. Um, yeah, uh, absolutely. So I've got another. So I know you've got a few things written down. I want to run through a, relatively quickly. I think a lot of these common tropes that are just trotted out uh, by by Remainists. Um, they're, they're just their everyday battering ram of arguments that they think are really sophisticated, but that I'm pretty sure most people see through. But they're, they're, never, they're never challenged. But they're never challenged. Well, they're challenged on one, but they'll trot out ten. Um, I, this, this one, uh, and, well, the, there's a common theme with all of this, and it all relates to our system of, of, of democracy, obviously, because this is all about voting. Um, no deal wasn't on the ballot paper. They say it all the time, don't they? Oh, this no deal wasn't on the ballot paper. Well, neither was with a deal Brexit. That wasn't on the ballot paper either. But no, or the withdrawal agreement or anything. There was no mention of withdrawal agreement. It just said, "Do you want to leave or remain in the European Union?" That's it. Uh, so that's the first thing that uh, saying something wasn't. And if on the there was, paper, if there was a pure form of leaving the EU. Without then a deal, just leaving. would be it. Yeah, and let's be clear. I'm not going to go through cliff edges and all that nonsense. I'm not. I'm not going through the kind of metaphors and and, and rubbish, but the, this kind of stuff that they say. Um, <laughs> the uh, are you sure this is what you voted for? Yes. Back in the referendum. Well, in, indeed, for you and me, yes. 
But the point is, elections don't work that way. And that's a running theme with the things I've got here. Just because you did vote for something, it, 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 it then manifesting itself as something potentially different, that doesn't mean you come back and you ask again. That, that, that's not how any type of election works um, in this country at all. And uh, to my knowledge, it's, it's not how you know, many other systems of, of democracy work. Um, obviously, they've got, you know, the country is split. Well, again, that's democracy. That's, that's majorities that's, that's and minorities. every vote ever. In but th this stuff is literally stuff I've heard this afternoon. Um, uh, the vote was close. That means we have to compromise. No, that, no, no, you lost. Again, let's let's trot out a a general election, shall we? Every every general election is is split is split the vote for you, know, like thirty five percent, forty percent, twenty percent, whatever. Or or if Remain won by fifty two forty eight, how much of a compromise would we, would we have had then? Well, so I did write that down. By that reckoning, if Remain had won fifty two to forty eight, by my reckoning, there would there would still need to have been. The with um, Theresa May's withdrawal agreement. It's about half in, half out. I'll, I'll I'll give her that. It is about half in, half out. Now that's not Brexit. That's not leaving, because leaving I think is pretty binary. Uh, but by by that token, you'd still have to have compromised, which obviously would never have happened. That's just not even countenanced. Um, I mean, I, there's another interesting thing here, and this is uh, this isn't just a Remainist thing. Um, Leavers say this as well. We have to respect the referendum result. Screw your respect. Why don't they say we have to implement the enact, referendum? Enact. En enact, yes. We have to complete. They always say, oh, no, no, we have to respect it. And to me, that's really using the language of the, of the Remainists because the Remainists say we will respect it and then they can twist that so we respect it. And that's, but that's different from going ahead with it. Implement it. Implement it. Well, I, I, don't like, I don't like it when they talk about a people's vote or a second referendum and saying, well, you know, it's, why don't you want more democracy? It's like, well, we haven't had democracy yet. Democracy yes. is acting out the results of a referendum. Democracy isn't just asking people and then doing nothing. That's not democracy. Well, I mean, democracy is flawed and we've recognised that. Oh, I can't times. stand democracy. But, well, the point, but the point is, in, certainly in this country, you vote on something, it gets implemented and then the the people have their say years later at the next election. Sometimes over forty years later. Well, and so that and again, that's a you could argue this is a flaw with referenda in general, which is that when there is a referendum, uh, you vote on it, and there isn't automatically a time for you to review your decision, and everyone knows that. The um, the head of communications for the people's vote was on um, Newsnight a few weeks ago. And he actually said, oh, I was never a fan of referendum, referendum until, uh, until we had this one. And until we like, lost. Until we, until we lost this one, and now I want another one to undo it. And it's just like, can you hear yourself? I think, I think it was uh, Tony Parsons, the author, who's, who's very funny. He was, he was, he's a leaver, and he was saying, of course you can have a second re referendum. I'm for that as well. Average wait time, 41 years. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and, and it's... It's just not how we do things in this country. But even that's a phrase I've heard today trotted out by Remainists a, in terms of shutting down Parliament and stuff like that. But they, they but yes, love... Yes, it is. If, if, but if they, if they can find some kind of quirk in the parliamentary system 
the means that... Oh, what, like the, the stuff they did with Burko and everything? Exactly. To hijack the order paper. They, they love it. They love it if they can do it in their favour. Yeah. And somebody else does it. And, and let's, let's, let's be clear, Theresa May effectively helped them with all that. Absolutely. So with the, That's the constitution, constitutional outrage, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so, so when, when there were these, these kind of bills coming through, she didn't put up any resistance at all. No. Which she could have done. She absolutely could have done. So, okay, let's come down to these terms, shutting down Parliament. Yeah, and the, and the, and the, out, the outrage. Shutting down Parliament. Tell me, tell me, Andrew, uh, where are our MPs at the moment? Are they in Parliament? Are they, are they scrutinising any laws? Are they expressing their will? Where's, where's Parliament right now? On holiday. On holiday. Interesting. So it's such an outrage that we should uh, that we should shut down Parliament. Um, what was going to happen? There's a certain. Uh, it's called conference season, isn't it? The, all the parties have their conferences, and what happens to Parliament? It gets shut down. Parliament gets shut down all the time. I mean, I'm. They could shut it down permanently as far as I'm concerned. This is the I'm best thing about But they have all summer. They have all summer. They have the conference season. But apparently, it's an absolute outrage. Well, if it's an absolute outrage, why aren't you sitting 365 days a year? Just in case there's something you need to express your will on. Not least of which, expressing your will, whatever that means, and if that's just the majority vote of... Uh, of something it's not the same as passing a law and I don't, I don't remember too many Remainers complaining about having to go for six weeks holiday or however long it is yeah right now when if, you know if you should be scrutinising why what? aren't you scrutinising it I read uh, I read an article by Tom Harris uh, so his former Labour MP yeah he's, al- he's always good but he's pretty sound isn't he but he was he was sound as a Labour MP I remember, I remember yeah. at the time and this was this was back in the days so where, Scottish MP so yeah, yeah, yeah. wouldn't be an MP anymore to be honest yeah well, no, did he? Did he get? Did he? Did he choose not to stand? Or I think get, he chose he not to stand beforehand. I did he? Think. He didn't get voted. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think he got voted. Right. But so anyway, I remember he was one. Of, he was one of those MPs, and there were only two or three. Where I remember thinking, if if all Labour MPs were like him and they got in, I could live with that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And there weren't, there weren't many of those, <laughs> yeah. but I remember thinking that if they were all this reasonable, then I'd relax a bit. Then I'd, I'd be I'd be able to relax, and it wouldn't yeah. be it wouldn't be so bad. Yeah, absolutely. But he wrote an article, um, middle of the of the summer recess, um, talking about how every year, every time there's a recess, it's like who's the first MP that's going to call for Parliament to be recalled, which is the term I think that's used. Uh, and uh, and and where was you know where are the MPs on the first day saying this is outrageous we need to stop we need to stop Brexit or we need to extend it or we need to whatever 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 um, but they just they, they wanted to go on their holidays how important is this guys uh, Joe Joe Swinson where were you all holiday other than campaigning for uh, the leadership of your party um, what you know were you out there calling to for, for Parliament to sit. Certainly, there was no large group of them doing of them doing this. Um, so, what else have you got? I've got some stuff on the fixed term parliament act, which I think is is quite well. I just so I just wanted to clarify a couple of things, and I think because you've been reading up on this, you probably know more than I do. Yeah. So, am I right in thinking? Yes. Ask you questions because I've probably got some answers. The no no dealers. The no no dealers. But which this is, which is are you talking about the dealers? 
the, the guy the guys who only want a deal and don't want to, and don't want to, can cannot possibly live with no deal. Right, but are you are you? Do you think that they're actually just closet revokers? This this is a how many point. times do you split this group down? Well, that's this is the further point. But at the moment, there is one big group that have said we don't want no deal. We will only leave. So I'm with just deal. I'm just calling them the no no dealers. The no no dealers. Okay. So am I right in thinking that they they either have to have a no confidence vote immediately, or that's it? Because once once this is once this is done. I think once in order to do what? In order to get an extension? No, it also I think they may they might be able to stop this the ending ending of the parliamentary session if as soon as they come back they say Ah we want, there is a couple of days in September next week. Yeah, but that, I think they're only, I think they're gonna do it straight away. I think they've got one day and if they don't do it on that day and say we have a, a vote of no confidence, then that's it. They can't right. they can't do it until Parliament comes back in session, in which case it is way too late. I still think, even if they do that, because there are, and this this goes back to your point of well, there's there, a couple there these, of issues here. These, this group is multiple groups. There's yes. not an obvious opposition that can just take up a, you know, take. Well, should we talk government. for a moment about Jeremy Corbyn? Bless Jeremy Corbyn. Okay. Not two days ago. There. Well, in fact, so what day is it today? It's, it's Wednesday. Wednesday today. So. We had bank holiday, and then it was been long touted that Tuesday, yesterday, he'd called this meeting with the other kind of opposition leaders and you know interested MPs. We're talking the Anna Subris and the Joe Swinsons and whatever uh, to talk about coordinating. To talk about exactly what you just said—the fact that there is this kind of set of groups and they need to coordinate. Um, even though they'd all been talking about the fact that they wouldn't make Jeremy Corbyn prime minister, and he wrote a letter to need to all of them saying. Make me an, a caretaker, just an interim prime minister. You think of anything more scary, um, well, other than John McDonnell, I suppose. Um, just in order to extend uh, and then and call a second referendum and a general election and all this, all that, all that jazz. And after that meeting yesterday, basically what the media was saying was he's climbing down again. I mean, the the Labour Party Brexit policy has always been all over the place, and to me, I feared that it would coalesce around something. And it never has. It just keeps it. They all come out and say a different thing, don't they? And then one minute, John McDonald's saying one thing, another bit, Jeremy Corbyn's saying something different. Well, they can, they, so they can contradict themselves in the same sentence. Pretty much. Um, um, and and yesterday, the, 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 at the end of the day, what the news was saying was he's probably not going to call a vote of no confidence in this sweet spot that you're talking about, this early September bit, um, because they're not confident they would win it. Which really says something, doesn't it? Um, and uh, and so that was the news at the end of yesterday. But but they had this, there was this other meeting as well, wasn't there? That uh, that John McDonnell attended uh, with all the leaders. I think it was it was Luciana Berger, oh, wasn't was it? Was this like some rally or something? Well, they, they they met in Church House, didn't they, to say we will form another government if uh, yeah um, if, if all this happens. Um, but just go, so just going back to just going back to right. the groups. Go back to. Do you want to go back to timing? Okay, go back to the groups. I just want to go back to the groups. So you have the the arch remainers, the ones who don't want to leave at all. Dominic Reeve, who would Caroline happily Lucas. revoke Article Fifty. Yeah, you, you've got these people. Yeah, um, but you've also you've also got people who just and these could arguably be the dumbest. These are the people who who just want no deal. 
no, who just want a deal and can't live with no deal. So they still want to respect the referendum. They still want Brexit. But they would rather remain until there's a better deal. But they, Even they, though they don't see that that's kind of a contradiction in terms. Well, yeah, because all the EU has to do is, is offer it's something safe. preposterous. Yes, and, 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 yes, and then never leave. Yeah. Um, so they're like the never leavers, if you like. They are, but they're not, they're not, they're not willing to revoke Article 50 because they know how, how bad that yeah. would be. And some of them could just be dumb. You know, I'm not, I'm not useful in this. Yeah, I, I think that, that them being morons is, is, is reasonably likely. Yeah. Um, so you've got these people. They're, they are never going to agree. Um, you've got the people who want Jeremy Corbyn as well, so, Prime Minister. Well, and, 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 and Jeremy, Jeremy and, Corbyn just wants to be Prime Minister. Which is, which is fair enough. He's leader of the opposition. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, he's got the biggest party. They don't see Brexit other. as anything other than a form of chaos that they can use to discredit capitalism, yeah, I think. Exactly. But you see, the reason I wanted to talk about Jeremy Corbyn is... But you've got, you've got, the, you've got the, like, the softer Tories who would never put Jeremy Corbyn in charge as well. So you've got, no, these, you've got these, and you've got the people well, who... Well, some, some, you, you you're listing types of people there, but obviously some people can be in more than one of those groups. They can be a soft Tory that would never put them in power, but they could be a revoker. And so they don't know what to do. Exactly, but this, this group of no-no dealers yeah. are never going to agree. No. And they're certainly not going to agree on the first day. So there's not, there's not going to be a government that, that you can, that Boris can go to the Queen and say, just install Jeremy Corbyn or Joe Swanson. Right, let's come to that. Let's, 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 let's come to that, okay? Let's, let's, let's do so some procedure. So he would have to stay on as, as let's do Let's do some procedure. The reason I spoke about Jeremy Corbyn is, as leader of Her Majesty's loyal opposition... Loyal opposition. Isn't that fantastic? Um, he's the only one, or rather, the opposition are the only ones who can table a motion of no confidence. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Caroline not. Lucas can't just do it. Philip Hammond can't do it. Ah. Has to come from the opposition. Otherwise, they'd happen left, right and centre. Okay? So it's only, only the opposition that can table that, table that motion. Yeah, otherwise, Caroline Lucas would do it. Oh, she'd do it every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just test the water every day. Um, so that's important because they all want him to, but he's trying to find the perfect moment that would not result in either leave or remain or a deal or something or no deal, but that would result in, 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 in him being more likely that he'd be made prime minister. And so they can't count on him to even call the no confidence vote when it would be best for them because he's only going to do it when it's best for him. And best for him might be that we actually leave, that the which government is, is, is what he wants anyway. Which, I mean, again, he, he's, uh, no one could be more on record as being a Eurosceptic as him. I mean, it's just it's crazy. He's trotting through the lobbies with Bill Cash. So, and, and to, to be fair trotting. to... <laughs> yes, trotting, yeah. To be fair to Joe Swinson, that's what she's been coming out saying, hasn't she? She's been saying, you're a lever. We can't trust you with this, you're a lever. But anyway, so he's the only one who can do the vote of no confidence. So he was saying as of the end of yesterday, probably not going to do it. So what's Boris Johnson do? Basically calls him by saying, saying, do you know what, you guys, all you no-no dealers, the only way you can even try and stop me is by calling that vote of no confidence, of which the only person who can is just as he doesn't want to. And that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's so the politics the of, this of all this. Are, are brilliant as far as I'm concerned. Um, uh, in terms of that. Now, so, the vote of no confidence. Yes, yeah, so I, and, I mean, just going back to the numbers here, I, lots of the, particularly the Tories, have been saying, we can't have no deal, 
and the one reason they've been given is, be, is because of the economic consequences. So they cannot possibly, surely, say we can't leave without a deal because of the economic consequences, but let's just have a communist in charge. Absolutely, it's not, it's utter nonsense. Bananas. Uh, well, but, I mean, I don't think we should dwell on the term government of national unity with regards to all this. It, it has been the silliest of silly seasons, I think, certainly that I can remember. Um, but, but serious people talking about a group of, of these politicians getting together and somehow forming a majority. I mean, it's just utter, utter nonsense. They don't have majorities within their own parties, and yet somehow, or they're, or they're changing parties left, right, and centre. Let alone uh, within the the wider Commons, which is it's just laughable. All well, pundits should have just been sat laughing at them. Um, that's what that's what we've been doing. But anyway, the no confidence vote. So it, when there was a no confidence vote, like you know, in the seventies, meant something different. We now have the fixed term Parliament Act, well, yes, which so I described to you. 2010, 2011. 2011. 2011. So yeah, this is uh, obviously very much a Nick Clegg thing, um, and uh, David Cameron gave it to Nick Clegg as a as a way of keeping the coalition together for a, for a longer period of time. As I described to you over over some form of messenger earlier, it's a very very bad law. I mean, all the, the, all the law. I studied law at college. I studied A level law, and all the laws that go through quickly are bad. Yes. they're awful. I mean, the, the, the Dangerous bad, Dogs really. Act was the one that we used to oh, use yeah. as a classic so, as an example. example. Yeah. It's appalling. So, let me go through a couple of things on here, okay? Um, the, the first of which, and we're talking section 2, subsection 7, if you're... If a Space Corps Directive. <laughs> if a listener wants to, to look this up. This is the, the, the date of the election. So, do you have a link on this that we can remember to put on the, on the Absolutely, podcast? I've literally got it. This is legislation.gov.uk. I have, I have got the okay, actual we'll put, we'll put Act a, of Parliament We'll here. put a link on the podcast. Okay. Uh, and, then, and there are, and so, um, let, let me read some of this out. Uh, an early general election is to take place if the form of motion for the purposes of subsection there is that there shall be an early parliamentary general election in which case you need two-thirds majority in favour, okay? So that's if, they, if the motion is just that we want to have an early election. That is how the 2017 election happened. Or a motion saying that this House has no confidence in Her Majesty's government. Now, there's an interesting thing here straight away, which is they keep talking about having no confidence in Boris Johnson. That's different to having confidence in the government. But putting that aside, that motion has to carry with a majority, not but, a two-thirds. Because didn't, didn't Jeremy Corbyn get confused by this? And he said that, I think if, if a no-confidence vote didn't work in the government, he was going to table a no-confidence motion in Theresa May. So that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's exactly. something you just well, made up. Well, you can motion as long as you like, but yeah. Um, but here's the interesting, here's the, here's the thing, okay. Um... The, 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 the no-confidence motion um, is there, but there's this extra 14-day timer thing. Yeah, you've obviously heard about this. So um, you have to have the vote of no-confidence and the period of 14 days after that in which the following motion isn't set out, which is that this House has confidence in Her Majesty's Government. So there's a way of basically undoing it. This 14-day timer thing is 
at some point during that 14 days, if there's another motion with a majority that says we do have confidence, then the whole thing just gets put to bed again and gets cancelled. Yep. So it's like this cooling off, classic consumer cooling off period of 14 days. Yeah, Brilliant. they love a good 14 day cooling off period. Okay, so straight away, it could be that lose the vote and then sometime even a day later and up to 14 days later, hold another vote, win it. And who, who decides when we, when we have these other votes? It, it doesn't mention that. Is that down to the speaker? Well, but also... There's nothing in this law. And how many times can they do that? There's nothing in this law that says anything about what Her Majesty's government is. So there's nothing in here. By that I mean, it doesn't say, and therefore the leader of the opposition will try and form a government. It doesn't say that the Prime Minister will therefore resign. It doesn't say anything like that at all. Okay? The only thing it says is there'll be an election after 14 days if there's not a subsequent confidence motion in the government. And then it gets better. Paragraph 2, subsection 7. The date of, the, of this you know, extraordinary general election, this early general election, is appointed by Her Majesty by proclamation on the recommendation of the Prime Minister. That's the key thing that Dominic Cummings kind of came out and said, and again has been, uh, has been mentioned, which is that even if you call a no confidence vote, even if there's no other government formed or this government has, you, know, you have confidence again in this government over that 14 days, at that moment there, Boris Johnson himself says, okay, I'm gonna to recommend to the Queen the election is on such and such date. November. How about November? It also doesn't even say um, how long after. As far as I, I mean, I've read this bill, I've read the act now, cover to cover today, and there's nothing to even say that he can't schedule the, the election for next year. <laughs> yes. There's nothing, nothing to say that at all. So I think that's, I think that's fantastic. A um, couple of other things. Uh, there is a very specific uh, paragraph, paragraph 6, subsection 1. Supplementary provisions. This act does not affect Her Majesty's power to prorogue Parliament. So they remember to put that in. Which I think is, is, is funny. Um, so... Parliamentary session can still end. Her Majesty can still prorogue Parliament. That's still in there. Um, but the, the 14 days thing doesn't say anything about a new government being formed. It talks about the current government basically trying to regain confidence for two weeks. Not that you should cast around trying to find a new government. Doesn't, doesn't say anything about that at all. That's not in the Fixed Term Parliament Act. Um, and the other interesting thing Subsection, uh, uh, paragraph 7, final provisions, uh, subsections 4, 5 and 6. The Prime Minister must make arrangements for a committee to carry out a review of the operation of this Act and, if appropriate, in consequence of its findings, to make recommendations for the repeal or amendment of this Act. Uh, publica uh, publication well, the, the of the findings. Would be good. A majority of the members of the committee are to be members of the House of Commons. Arrangements under that subsection are to be made no earlier, no earlier, than the 1st of June 2020, and no later than the 30th of November 2020. There is an automatic review by committee. The Prime Minister must, by law, form a committee to review whether or not this legislation is any good, but has to wait until the 1st of June 2020. So there is actually something built in to look at it, but it's not until a very specific date and time. Why 2020? 
Well, because that would have been it's not five years, years after. after. No, it would have been five years after the twenty fifteen election. Yes, I suppose so, and that is the first part. So of this there, bill. there would have been two. It would have been just yeah. after this. There should have been two elections by by then. Yes, or just yeah, just over. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a question for you. Go on then. Is John Major going to take Boris personally to court? Isn't that what he said? Well, look, right, how about the people who said they would leave the country if Boris Johnson became Prime Minister? I'm talking to you, Yasmin Alibi-Brown. Well, I think there are... Right, going away. back to your question, I think there are people queuing up to take Boris Johnson to court uh, and to have a, 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 a review of what he's trying to do now um, in, in the courts. Um, so that, that's going to happen. Uh, Gina Miller's going to pop up now with uh, Jolian Morm and all of these, all of these Remainists. Uh, to try and to try and stop this from happening because they don't know what else to do. Um, let's just be clear. So again, first thing this morning when this was leaked, uh, the comments were, "I can't believe that Boris Johnson is going to bring the Queen into this. This is constitutionally outrageous." And this afternoon, the Queen agreed that Parliament should be prorogued, end of the session, and that was it. So. Far from being an, uh, a decision that needed to take any kind of time at all, uh, or that was in any way contentious, um, that doesn't appear to have been the case at all. The Queen has just gone along with it. Because it's the right thing to do, because the session is too long, and if you, yeah, if you can't, new uh, Prime Minister... If you, can't, if you can't end a parliamentary session when you have a new Prime Minister, and you've had the longest session since the Civil hundred, War. hundreds of years, when can you? Exactly, exactly. Um, the only other thing I've made a note on here is is to do with the concept of the office of Prime Minister in the first place and the position of Prime Minister, which is, in parliamentary terms, a relatively recent thing. Um, but let's be very clear. The office of Prime Minister has, was not established by any statute or constitutional document. Okay. The, the, the office of Prime Minister only exists by long-standing convention. Okay, so this isn't... We're often told, aren't we, that we, we have an unwritten constitution and things like this. Awful lot of stuff is, is convention, um, including the concept of the Prime Minister. And so, this, the succession, the, the recommending of, of, uh, of the next Prime Minister, this, you know, this person... Uh, um, has the confidence of the house, and and you know the, the prime minister. The, the first thing the prime minister says publicly when they're uh, appointed is, you know, the queen has asked me to form a government. You know, all that kind of stuff. All just convention. Now that means that it can change, as John Burko liked to liked to say when he when he tore up the rule book. Um, but again, coming back to, oh, well, he has to resign if the, he loses a vote of no confidence. Well, no, that's, a, that's a, a loss of no confidence in the government, not in him specifically. Uh, but until, because, because this convention does exist, in the same way that Gordon Brown, you could say that Gordon Brown hung on in 2010. He hung on to, he should have just resigned the moment he lost the general election. No, he waited for there to be another credible government to be formed which was David Cameron and uh, Nick Clay with the Lib Dems, and then waited to recommend that, that David Cameron had to the confidence of the House of Commons and then went to go and see the Queen. It's, it's, it's so much of it is convention, and the problem, one of the big problems with the fixed-term parliament is it just clashes with convention. 
One, one of the things is, uh, you mentioned earlier, because people, people talk about Boris being unelected. They are oh, all... Yeah. Britain doesn't have a presidential system. No. We don't elect prime ministers. The prime minister is effectively elected by the House because he has to prove that he has, he has the House's confidence. Yeah. And if he doesn't, he's not prime minister. Yeah. So all this, oh, it's, uh, we have a prime minister elected by 100,000 Tory pensioners or whatever. Well, and again, Caroline Lucas is out today talking about 0.1% of the population and all of that, all of that jazz. Yes, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. But, but, but these people are quite, are quite happy to sit in, a, you know, in, in church house across the road trying to form their own parliament. That's <sighs> all fine. A people's parliament, maybe. <laughs> it's all basically nonsense, isn't it? So, right, okay, what's the upshot of this? We think this is actually pretty good politics. On yeah, because I think, I think the only way now they can stop a no, they can stop no deal is by uh, this no confidence vote in the government. Even then, I think Boris Johnson would be able to... So let's Kick spin out in, into the long grass until after until after Brexit. Well, so let's spin out the um, uh, the wider things here, not just Brexit, but who ends up because forming it, a government. Because it also just 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 going back to, the, to some of the technicalities as well. There are some people, um, some some uh, particularly Tories, I think, who wanted a legislative option to stop No Deal to either force an extension or yes, or I think that's still what they want to do now. But that that is now impossible. That's now impossible because Parliament is going to be prorogued. Um, the parliamentary session is, is going to be ended and there is no time to do that afterwards. So the only option now is, is no confidence, I think, which is why I think it's a canny move. Yes. Yeah. So, well, so, so it, it, it takes some power away from those Tories. Um, it, it possibly gives a little bit more power to Jeremy Corbyn as the leader of Her Majesty's loyal opposition. I mean, the buck stops but not, there. But not enough. No. Um so let's look at the different um, permutations. So Jeremy Corbyn calls a vote of no confidence in Boris Johnson's government. Her Majesty's government. Her Majesty's government. And it doesn't pass. So so the parliamentary session gets, gets ended. So everything just carries on. Basically, basically, in that situation, Boris wins. Yep. And they might try and find some little legislative way of, of changing it, but we've already had the no confidence vote. He is massively strengthened by that. But even if they even if they find something, they're not going to have time to implement it when Parliament isn't in session. Okay, they can do nothing. And then there's either deal or no deal, because he's still trying to get a deal. Probably won't. But again that's that's clever that he hasn't gone the whole hog yeah, in the totally. Parliament. He's still saying I'm gonna get a deal. I'm, I'm gonna try. I, I, I'm gonna try to get a deal, and if it, and if and if I don't get a deal, it'll be because of the EU's fault. And also, if he, if if we get in the next few weeks, if we get progress towards a deal, yeah, he can legitimately say it's Come because on, no deal is still on the table. Yeah, That's absolutely. the only reason they're still negotiating. Absolutely. Okay, so let's go. He loses the vote of no confidence, and then waits the fourteen days while everyone faffs around. May call another couple of motions even and say, should we test it again? Do you want to try again? Do you want to have confidence in this this time? Let's assume that there is no confidence in the government even for those 14 days, even though, again, potentially he could pull it back and we end up going back to what we just said, which is he strengthened. Just a couple of weeks of, uh, of parliamentary nonsense. Uh, but let's say he actually loses, calls uh, a general election. Let's say he calls the general election before 
the end of October. Why would he ever do that? I don't think he would. I don't think he would. I mean, you're, you're, you're kind of taught... This is the sort of thing that Theresa May would do. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I don't think that's... Because that, that would just be... There would be absolutely no point in doing that. But I think, regardless, I think he would be strengthened in the eyes of the public by actually losing a vote of no confidence. I think it's win-win for Boris Johnson, personally. I yeah, think so whether I, he wins I, or loses a no confidence I think vote. I think he could legitimately lose the confidence of the House gain the confidence of the, the people of the country yes and 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 this is where i think he is it does appear he does appear to be the right person at the right time to this, do this but this this again this is quite canny the way he's positioning himself is on the side of the people yes capitalize that if you wish <laughs> um and against you know against parliament against the elite against the remainers this is this is um, like the ultimate populist um position isn't it um and that's how he would pitch it. So if he had to call an election and called it for November, then we think basically that that would mean that he would he would win, that the Conservative Party would win. Um, what do you think the Brexit Party would be in that? Do, I you think, think, do you think there would be, it would still be a percent, you know, 5% of the vote or something? I think if... But no seats. If, if we left with a deal, I think the Brexit Party might have more... Yes more votes and potentially a few seats if we left without a deal I don't think there's any point in them whatsoever and they've, they've done a good oh, job they, they, they were they necessary absolutely served a purpose they were necessary um, yes but I don't think as much similarly with, with UKIP yeah um, who are now on now now on 0% along with along with Change UK yeah the independent that's not what they're called anymore the parody Indi- party Indi- the par- yeah the parody the parody party um <laughs> Nice to see Anna Subri in Church House yesterday lending her 0% of the, of the, of the, of the vote, um, the, the weight of that <laughs> behind, the, uh, behind that alternative parliament. Um, so do you see... And if, they don't, if Jeremy Corbyn doesn't call a vote of no confidence, yes, that has to be game over, surely. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I never, so, never say never. Right. If he doesn't call it, if he, bo- if he bottles it, so this is essentially Boris Johnson calls his bluff. If he does a does a Gordon Brown, yeah, Corbyn bottles it. Do you think that Boris will try and go for a general election immediately after No Deal a No Deal Brexit? So immediately after would be quite a good time because we'll have left. He'll have enacted the will of the people. He'd have gone up against the elite, and there wouldn't have been any time for anything. Good or bad to happen. Right, but okay, think of the timetable. Think of the timetable here, okay? So, um, how quickly can you organise a general election? That's the question. Yeah, so again, the Fixed Term Parliament Act, which again would have to come into play here. So we'd need two thirds of the of Parliament, and there is the chance that enough Labour MPs wouldn't, and Lib Dems and you know, independents or whatever. Wouldn't but I mean they look so stupid not voting for a general election. Okay, but it's 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 it's, it's, it's do they look do they, do they look stupid, but then carry on getting their parliamentary wage for the next couple of years. Yeah. Or do they, you know, what what's worth more the, to them? And it's going to be keeping their seat, isn't it? To me, they would be taking a gamble. And this is this is the thing. I, I, I suppose the, the reason I even say it is because are they trying to 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 look at the balance between? looking stupid and 
them hoping that a no-deal Brexit produces enough bad things to happen for them to turn around later on, months or a couple of years later, and go, right, now's the time for a general election. You see how bad it is. It's time for us to take over. See, I, I, you see I, what I'm thinking? Which is why I think calling an election sooner rather than later for Boris would be a good idea. But I don't... I don't no, I do, but, no, but I'm saying that it's, you, you still need Labour votes to get the general election. It's a two-thirds majority you need. Well, this, and this is another reason why I don't, even the no confidence in the government, I think that's very unlikely because there are lots of... There are they're all, the, all the Change UK lot. There are lots of Labour MPs in marginal seats. There are lots of Remain Tories in Leave voting constituencies. And they're not going to want to lose their seats either. So even if Corbyn calls the vote of no confidence that doesn't require this supermajority, I think that's unlikely to, uh, to happen. I hate that term, don't you? Supermajority. Oh. <sighs> uh, I'm just looking uh, to see how long the, uh, the, the election campaign um, should basically last. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's in here. Uh, in here somewhat. You've got the 14 days. I mean, after, so just what we go. 17th, the, the parliament then in existence dissolves at the beginning of the 17th working day before the polling day. Working day. So that, that doesn't include that back holidays and weekends. Um, so that, it, it can be, um, it can be quite close. The, well, that's the dissolution of parliament. So again, the point is, it can be as long as you like, can't it? I'm going to dissolve Parliament in a few weeks, then there'll be the thing after that. But the question is how quick can you do it? So can you dissolve Parliament immediately? I, um, I, there's nothing here uh, that says, because the only other parts of the law are about it not clashing with Scottish Parliament or Welsh Assembly elections. And you've got to, you've, so you've got to take the media into account here as well, because I think what will happen is some good things will happen and some bad things will happen. Well, but the media will roam mostly. We'll only about hear about the bad things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but do you think he will want to call an election at that time? It's it's re uh, it's reasonable. To get a majority and all that kind of stuff. You know, every prime minister wants a majority. I think we'd have to. It would. It would. I think it would depend on the polls, and it would depend on whether we left with a deal or not. Yeah. I, mean, I, actually, I actually think leaving without a deal would do him a, a favour because I think the Brexit party... I do, because it would neutralise the party. Yeah, absolutely. So interesting times. Have you got, have you got anything else? No, no, you are, I had a few questions, but you answered them um, with your research earlier. Well, so. so let me leave you with one other thing, which is uh, I went on to parliament.uk. Okay, I can put the, uh, the link to this on, our, on the podcast as well. There's a, uh, a House of Commons library... Uh, briefing paper here on the prorogation of Parliament uh, and it was published on June the 11th of this year when obviously it was in vogue to talk about this stuff uh, and some some wonk has written uh, written this briefing paper for the Commons Library uh, and it talks about the prerogative powers of the Queen, it talks about the immediate effects are of the cessation of the parliamentary session and whether there are any carryover bills and all this kind of stuff uh, what the wider effects are, for example, um, on um, parliamentary scrutiny in general, uh, that you know, the, the peers and MPs can't formally debate anything, they can't ask any questions. It's it's for that period of time, but these are these are things that exist. But in the same way, right now, Parliament can't ask any questions, and this is what I keep coming back to: is 
when they're on their holidays, they can't do any of this stuff either. Or, or at the weekend. Or at the weekend, or in the evenings. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but there is a whole section on progression and Brexit, uh, specifically, which was written in June. Uh, prorogation being a prerogative power, there is no obvious legal mechanism by which Parliament could prevent its exercise other than by passing legislation to constrain it. And it even puts the word legal, look at that, even puts the word legal in bold. It's the only bold word in this entire document. So... They've already got basically some legal advice and the only way to stop it would be to pass a law to, to, to stop it. That's even to stop progression with Parliament. And so no they've got to choose. That. Well, they've got to choose. What, what are they going to try and pass a law on? Are they going to try and pass a law to revoke? Are they going to try and pass a law to extend? Are they going to try and pass a law that somehow bans no deal even though that is incompatible with international law? But they don't have time for any of that. Well, you can rush something through. Not in a day. What would John Burko do? This, I mean, this is what we're going to find out, isn't it? What will they try and rush through? What will they try and do? I, I think what about the Lords. I th- yeah, it, but again, it's it's it's, it's got to be impossible for them to change this law before it happens. I want to see them try. <laughs> I want to I want to see them try. I want to see if they can get this this passed and bounced backwards and forwards and done all that in a in a day or something stupid. I want to see if they're that bold, and then I want to see if Boris Johnson, if they actually pass it. I want to see Boris Johnson go, I'm not going to recommend that to the Queen for signing. I mean, so they're talking about the, the, the week or eight days, days or whatever yeah. they've got in between coming back yeah. and leaving. They're saying that that is unbelievably tight to get any deal through. Yep. So they can't... Boris they, said there's plenty of time today. <laughs> but they can't... I'm pretty sure they can't pass a law in a day. Bring it on. <laughs>